welcome to the Dunkel Index Podcast for this Wednesday, May 12th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. Well, the Sixers failed to clinch the top spot last night. Is that a missed opportunity in Indiana? Uh, for sure. It would be nice uh, to rest everybody these last couple of games. I mean, sure, they're going to be compelled to play a couple of important players, but um, yeah, not the biggest deal in the world, I think. No, I think, you know, they probably got their eye on the schedule as as everybody does as we come down to the last week of the season and they see those two games at home against Orlando on there. So I don't think they were sweating too much in Indiana last night, obviously not playing Embiid, giving him some rest. So um, would have been nice to, to, to wrap it all up because home court is so key for Philadelphia, but uh, more opportunities uh, down the road for sure. Uh, we had a uh, mixed night last night for the index. Uh, we hit our two underdog picks, which was nice. Uh, boy, the Memphis Grizzlies turned it on, blew out Dallas at home. So we were calling for the money line upset there, but certainly didn't expect a 20-point blowout. And uh, we did win on the diamond as well. Nice uh, plus money call with uh, the Oakland A's winning at Boston. But we lost on Milwaukee, uh, not covering that double-digit line, bitten again by another big line, uh, even against the lowly Magic. Uh, they only ended up winning by 12. Uh, and then, unfortunately, with the prop, uh, it, it may have been the only clunker that we've had uh, so far. Uh, Gary Trent Jr., I don't know. It looked like Terrence Trent Darby. I know that's a name you're not <laughs> going to know, but he was he was an MTV phenom for about five seconds back in the 80s. Uh, he, he did not look good. Toronto slash Tampa Bay did not look good. Uh, poor Nick Nurse, as we said a number of times, uh, it looks like he needs a doctor at this point. So... It's uh, it was a bad night all around on the prop pick. So two and two overall, um, no blood on that one. Let's see if we get back into the uh, the winning column tonight. How about that? Uh, before we get started, I would like to uh, just highlight that Kings Thunder game last night. Uh, Kings covered against the Thunder. The Thunder have not covered a spread since April twenty sixth. Uh, so it's too bad that the season is ending so soon because I should have noticed that streak sooner. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was watching, uh, the T wolves game last night and, you know, there was a lot of talk about tanking versus not tanking and, you know, how the Timberwolves clearly are not tanking. And Mm -hmm. I mean, they've got a lot to be excited about. Uh, but the flip side is Oklahoma city, which is clearly tanking at this point. Um, you know, it doesn't guarantee you the first pick. It gives you uh, a, a greater chance, but uh, no guarantees there. So I prefer the Minnesota model. I, I think, you know, Minnesota, I'm anxious to see what they do coming out of the gate next year. These could just be garbage games. But, you know, when, when you take the season series against Utah, uh, win all three games, I, I, I think you got something to – to point to that gives you some confidence that this isn't just smoke and mirrors. So I, I definitely prefer that over what OKC is doing right now, which is just Uh garbage basketball. Yeah, no, it really is. All right. Well, uh, yeah, let's jump into tonight's game and we'll start with a look at Portland against Utah. Uh, 
The Blazers are 40 and 29 so far. The Jazz are 50 and 19. And uh, the line in this one is Utah by three and a half. So what do you think about that? Yeah, well, there's certainly no garbage about either of these teams right now, uh, both uh, major playoff teams and possible contenders uh, to win the West and, and, and maybe the whole thing. Uh, certainly, I think probably more on the Utah side than Portland at this point. But that seems to be changing uh, with every game right now. Your Blazers out there in Rip City are red hot. You know, last night we focused on on two games that had playoff implications and certainly with the Memphis game got, got a nice upset win there. So I thought we'd stay with that theme tonight. And, and there really is no bigger playoff implication game tonight than, than Portland at Utah. I mean, for the jazz, the formula is pretty simple at this point. They're two games up on the suns with three to play. If they can win two of their last three, they will lock up the number one overall seed uh, for the postseason. So they're, Clearly in the driver's seat at this point, much like Philadelphia in the East. And after Portland, the Jazz have the aforementioned OKC Thunder, so uh, put a big W against uh, next to that one, and the Sacramento Kings, which probably gets a W next to that one as well. So not uh, as much emphasis on tonight uh, for Utah with those two coming up down the road uh so you know they're clearly as i said in the driver's seat of their own destiny for the blazers the future is a little more uncertain uh they are currently in the fifth slot but they could fall all the way to the seventh spot depending on how they and the lakers and the mavericks play down the stretch i think they're probably very happy to see dallas crash and burn in memphis last night um safe to say none of them wants to be in the seventh spot and face a play-in game if they can avoid it. Uh, the trouble for Portland is that there are no OKCs or Sacramentos left on the schedule. After this game tonight, they've got to travel to Phoenix tomorrow. Talk about a tough back-to-back. Utah and Phoenix on the road. Uh, and then they wrap up with the Nuggets on Sunday, and it's fairly uncertain who's going to be playing for the Nuggets in that game. I think they're pretty well positioned where they are. So, uh, could could be a jokic list game there. But regardless, having Denver on the schedule is never easy. The good news for the Blazers is the fact that no one's playing better basketball than Portland right now. They've won four straight, eight of their last nine. Somewhat surprisingly, the hot streak really got started on the road with a 133-112 win at Indiana on April 27th. They followed that up with four more road wins, all by double digits, including 128-109 win at Brooklyn. Uh, Dame led the way with 32 in that game against the Nets, and he's led the Blazers in scoring in each of the last five games. So clearly we're entering Dame time. No surprise uh, to you guys out in Portland, right, Ben? I mean, this is mm-hmm. this is what Damian Lillard lives for this time of year. Uh, the Jazz know what it's like to face a hot shooting guard, too. They were victimized by Steph on Monday when he drained a game-winning three in the final seconds of the 119-116 Warriors win. That snapped, snapped Utah's five-game winning streak. And Utah continues to be playing without much of their backcourt as Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley remain out with injuries. And the Jazz just uh, noted that Mitchell will not be returning for the regular season. So there will be no Donovan tonight and no Conley. Uh, Bojan Bogdanovic 
has stepped up in their absence, uh, and the Jazz did get 41 points out of Jordan Clarkson in that Warriors game. But we like the hot Blazers here tonight against the shorthanded Jazz. Portland is 4-1 against the spread in their last five games as an underdog. And the Jazz just 4-9 against the spread in their last 13 when an opponent scores more than 100 points in the previous game. So hot shooting teams coming up against the Jazz have fared pretty well. None hotter right now than the Portland Trail Blazers, especially Damian Lillard throwing a little C.J. McCollum and Yosef Nurkic. And I think you've got a money line upset here tonight. We're going to call for the straight-up upset, uh, but certainly getting some points on the road with this hot Blazers team looks good. Looks like the line could be dropping, so jump in there now and and get those points. We'll take Portland plus the points. All right. I hope you're right. Uh, I've certainly seen it uh, on the court. They look like they're playing better, and it seems like their defense has come around a bit. Yeah. No, uh, we've seen this from the Blazers in the past where – you know, they kind of scuffle a little bit during the regular season, run hot and cold, really depending on how Lillard's playing. But once the, the playoffs roll around, it's it's Dame time. And that's where we are right now. And, I mean, the road record uh, recently, including that win at Brooklyn, very impressive. It's certainly going to be a tough test tonight. But do like th- do like them catching Utah without Mitchell and Conley as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Let's move to our second game. We're going to look at Houston versus L.A. The Rockets are 16-53 and 53 overall this season. The Lakers are 39-30. and 30. Line on this one is Lakers by 12.5 at home. What do you think about that? Yeah, am I crazy for looking at another double-digit line? It's hard to find lines sometimes in this time of year where you're not running into that. Um, but I just thought, you know, we're looking at playoff implications in the West, uh, especially around the play-in game. Well, if you're doing that, you can't ignore the L.A. Lakers right now because everybody wants to know if they're going to be able to avoid the play-in game. And it's well documented how, documented how much LeBron does not want to play in the playing game and they picked up a big win last night hard fought win against those Knicks tell you not easy right now we're looking forward to seeing how New York plays in the postseason because they look to be a tough draw they gave LA all they could handle last night we did have the Knicks on this one uh they ended up uh losing 101-99 in OT but another strong performance from Tibbs's team uh, L.A. has one more home tonight, uh, and that's against uh, the Rockets. Um, but then they have to go on the road for a back-to-backer at Indiana and New Orleans on Saturday and Sunday. And while those teams are both below 500, I think they present a little bit more, certainly on the offensive end in terms of a threat, than tonight's Rockets. And there's some good news and bad news for L.A. coming into this one. Uh at the end of last night's game, on the bad front, AD once again looks to be banged up. He was complaining about his groin bothering him afterward. And he did say there's a good possibility that he'll play today, especially with an off day tomorrow. But it's more likely he's a game-time decision. You know the Lakers are not going to risk any further injury to AD, uh, especially at this time of the year. 
they need him in the postseason. So we may be facing a, a L.A. team that does not have Davis on the court or at, a, at the very least a, a limited Davis on the court. But they are playing the 16 and 53 Rockets. Um, so not a huge concern there. And the good news is that LeBron should be back tonight. He's been targeting this game. It's for his return. You know, he's been nursing that high ankle sprain. He did come back for a pair of games earlier, but then he sat out the last five as he's continued to feel a little uncomfortable, but it looks like all systems go tonight for LeBron returning to the court. Uh, you know, they face a Rockets team besides being 16 and 53 that has lost uh, 11 of its last 12, and they've been dealing with injuries of their own. John Wall is out for the year, as is probably the case with Eric Gordon at this point. Uh, Christian Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., and Daniel House, all listed as questionable for tonight. They've gotten some nice contributions from guys like Kenya Martin Jr. and Jay Sean Tate, Kelly Olynyk of late. But that doesn't look to be enough tonight to contain a Lakers team that needs this win. Expect LeBron to come back and uh, try to do all he can to pull L.A. out of that play-in game spot that they're currently sitting in. Uh, Rockets, no surprise, haven't done well against the Lakers. They're 0-6 in their last six against L.A. And L.A. has been pretty decent in their recent history in the second of backs to back to backs. They're four and oh in their last four against the spread in the second of a back to back. So we are going to lay a, a big number tonight on this one, 13 points, but with LeBron's return and the Lakers desperate to get out of the play in situation, uh, don't see them taking Houston lightly tonight. They should get past the, the Rockets, even without Davis on the court or even a limited Davis, uh, give us L.A. minus the points in this one. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we're going with the uh, biggest line of the night and the smallest line of the night. There you go. Uh, and I think uh, the Lakers are also hoisting the championship banner tonight oh. uh, at Staples. So in front of a uh, robust 3,000 fans, um, <laughs> yeah, but at least it's some fans. So, yeah, they've waited until they could get some fans there at Staples uh, before raising the banner. So uh, that should provide them with a little bit of energy as well. A little reminder of what they're playing for. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to our player prop. Yeah. We uh, see if we can turn it around um, from last night's Gary Trent Jr., I know we talked about Bojan Bogdanovic and what he's been doing for Utah. I don't think he's the only Bogdanovic who's been hot lately. Yeah, no, uh, we've got the other one in Atlanta, Bogdan. And uh, Hawks sitting at fifth right now in the playoff standings with the chance to uh, catch Miami and move up to four here at the end of the season. And uh, they've got a good matchup against the Wizards tonight. Um, he had 25 in the last game, and his over-under points total is at 19.5 tonight. Uh, he's gone over 20 against the Wiz in all of his last three games. So I like him getting to 20, going over the 19.5 points in tonight's game. Yeah, I know we looked at Russ again, and not surprisingly, uh, all his over-unders are, are up, uh, even though he's 
doesn't have the record on the line tonight. Um, you know, expect him to continue to pad his record now. And I think that just raises everybody's stats level. Uh, I see the over-unders up to 240 now. So oh, wow. uh, this is going to be a scoring fest tonight. And Bogdan in the last three games where his – uh, he's played where the over-under has been 230 or higher. He's gone well over 20. Um, we got sucked in last night on Trent Jr. being below 20. Uh, but that's a Toronto team that is a basket case right now. This is an Atlanta team that is playing very well under Nate McMillan. I think uh, I was watching the other night, and the debate was whether Nate McMillan may be the best interim coach in the history of the NBA. I mean, that's how good Atlanta's playing right now. So I uh, expect Bogdanovich to be right there tonight in this uh, shootout with the Wiz. So like this pick. Okay. All right. Yeah. I uh, can't think of anybody else. Uh, Sixers certainly had their fair share of interim coaches, none of them very memorable. So yeah, that's probably a good call. Um, was Nick Nurse an interim for Casey, or did he take over? He took over at the start of the season. Yeah, Dwayne Casey was let go after the year when he won, yeah. won Coach of the Year. Then they got bounced, yeah. and then they brought yeah. Nurse up. Yeah. Oh, how about, um, I guess we could go David Blatt being replaced with Ty Lue. Yeah, that did happen midseason. Yeah, that was a midseason change there, and Lou took him to the finals. Uh, so... Uh, I guess that that one stands out as well. We'll have to see before before this uh, script is completely written. We'll have to see how Atlanta does in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But certainly, been a major turnaround in the regular season. Last one was Fizdale an interim coach with Memphis during that playoff run a couple years ago. Oh, did he take over for uh, Jorger? It, it must have been. I'm think I, for some reason he kind of stands out as maybe he was an interim coach. Yeah. Who I love Dave Jorga, right? He's sitting there next to Doc right now in Philly. Oh, yeah. So. No, him and Sam Cassell, we've got the best assistants in the league, I think. I agree. It's amazing to me Sam Cassell hasn't gotten a head coaching job. I would think that that's probably coming at some point. Yeah, um, I think he's probably close. I mean, you know he's got a lot of basketball sense, and he seems to get along with all the players. So mm-hmm. somewhat like Ty Lu, I would think he'd, he'd be a steal for somebody. Yeah. Now, if Scott Brooks leaves Washington, he'd be a great candidate. I stop. Is Scott Brooks going anywhere? I no, not anymore. But I mean, I think he's come back, and you know, he he really looks like he's got a a good relationship with Ross. Uh, I think yeah. those two have a mind melt going back to the OKC days. Um, so yeah, I I would think Scott Brooks is is coming back, but I have a feeling there's probably going to be. Some uh, some nice coaching vacancies. Um, I would also throw out there, as terms of taking over and turning a team around, uh, Finch up in Minnesota. I mean, since replacing mm-hmm. Saunders, I mean, that's been a different Minnesota team as well. So he's lit a fire under them. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we've got uh, we're going, like you said, uh, laying the number on the biggest line, taking the number on the shortest line and going with a pretty good value pick in Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, to go over 19 and a half. I think that's a good NBA lineup for tonight. Let's see if we can uh, repeat our win from last night. I think we uh, might look at another underdog tonight on the diamond. Yeah, all right. Let's jump into our baseball matchup. And this line's moving around 
quite a bit, actually. We've got Kansas City against Detroit. The Royals are 16 and 18 overall. The Tigers are just 11 and 24 so far. For the Royals, Danny Duffy is going. He's 4 and 2 on the year. Casey Mize goes for Detroit, 1 and 3. And uh, the line right now is Casey minus 146. So what do you think about that? Well, I think you said last night, uh, as much of a basketball aficionado as you are, you didn't think you could watch that Milwaukee-Orlando game. I I think even if you're the biggest baseball aficionado, the Kansas City-Detroit series probably doesn't have much appeal for you. But I think from a uh, numbers standpoint and a betting standpoint, this game stands out a little bit. So I, I decided to put it on here. I mean, while neither team was expected to do much this year, the Royals did get excited uh, out of the gate after starting now 14-7 and seven following a four-game sweep over the Tigers in Detroit in late April. But since that time, they've gone 2-11 and 11 and are in the midst of a nine-game losing streak following last night's 8-7 to seven loss to the same Tigers. Last night's game was a classic matchup between two teams who really stink right now, to be honest. I mean, even the winners, the Tigers, didn't feel all that good. Uh, and at an MLB worst, 12, or pardon me, 11 and 24 record, it's not like they've gotten to enjoy many wins. But after jumping out to a 7 nothing lead through seven innings, Tigers gave up seven runs in the eighth and ninth, ninth inning to give the lead away. And they needed an RBI single from Robbie Grossman in the bottom of the ninth just to salvage the win. So complete bullpen implosion last night for the Tigers. Um, clearly in the rebuilding mode, the Tigers have some decent young arms. Last night's starter, Matthew Boyd, lowered his ERA to 1.94 with six shutout innings. And tonight's starter, Casey Mize, was the number one overall draft pick back in 2018. So they've got a lot of high hopes here for Mize. Like with most young pitchers, he's had his ups and downs so far this, uh, this season. Uh, he had his worst outing coming against KC back on April 23rd when he gave up six runs on seven hits over four and two-thirds innings. That was a different Kansas City team, though, back then, as we said. They were still feeling very good about themselves. Uh, but And he's also coming off uh, his best start of the season, a quality start against the Red Sox last Wednesday, as he held the, you know Boston, who has a much better offense uh, than Kansas City, to just one run on three hits over six innings. Uh, He'll definitely need to be on tonight. He faces Danny Duffy. That definitely explains why the line is pretty high for KC. Duffy's been solid out of the gate. He's 4-2 with a 1.26 ERA. But like the rest of the Royals, he's coming off his worst outing as he gave up three runs on eight hits in just five and two-thirds innings last Thursday in a loss to Cleveland. I mean, frankly, this pick right now is the lesser of two evils. Taking the worst team in baseball, even at home with plus money, never easy. But the Royals just are in no position to be a money line favorite at this point, especially on the road. They come in 0-6 in their last six after allowing five runs or more in the previous game. Just cannot take the Royals here, um, laying anything. So we're gonna we're gonna take the Tigers at plus money tonight to get the win. This would be their third straight. So A.J. Hinch maybe has them feeling a little bit better about themselves. Yep, never. I'm going to hold the nose here. It's never easy to take the last place team in anything, but 
We're going to take the Tigers tonight at plus 130. Detroit for the win. Okay. All right. I like it. Yeah, it's quite the losing streak Kansas City has found themselves on. Yeah, it's too bad. A lot of good feeling there in Kansas City. Uh, Looked like maybe some of the additions like Andrew Benintendi were were playing out well. They brought back some some of their big bats like Jorge Soler and um, Salvi uh, Perez, but it just uh, looks like another long year in KC now. So just can't can't find a way to take the Royals at this point, even even against the Tigers. Yep. All right. Well, that's uh, that's it for us today. Hopefully, we got uh, four winners on this one. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Go to dunkelindex.com for all your picks for tonight's action. We got the full slate of MLB, NBA, and NHL up. Uh, we also have our preview for the Byron Nelson uh, PGA tournament, and we will have our NASCAR, and we're going to have the FCS championship pick coming up uh, this week. So uh, hard to believe spring football almost over. Uh, it's been nice having some football on uh, the past couple weekends. So yeah, appreciate everybody listening. Check out the website, dunkleindex.com and talk to everybody tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Good luck tonight and we'll be back tomorrow. All right, Ben. See ya. See ya. See ya.